everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Happy Tuesday. I hope that you all had a great weekend. I am back from a quick trip to Texas. I was there for my sister-in-law's bachelorette weekend. All things pink, all things fun. We had the best time, and I'm feeling so excited about her upcoming wedding in April. It was amazing. For those of you who saw photos and you were asking, that balloon arch was actually done by a Dallas company called Biz Balloons. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I'm feeling refreshed and excited and so happy to be home. Well, as I mentioned on Friday's bonus episode, I am so grateful to you guys for the five-star reviews that you have been leaving on Apple. And I actually wanted to share one of our most recent reviews that we received Um, from you guys because it's really cool to hear how the podcast is speaking to my listeners. So this listener says, empowering. HSDT is beyond a, quote, career podcast. It is a life podcast. In a world full of competition, judgment, and division, Emily engages with thoughtful difference makers unlike any other podcast. She brings her intelligent mind and servant heart to every discussion. You will walk away feeling empowered and supported in whatever adventure you feel called to. Okay, these messages mean the world to me, and it's why I started the podcast. And I'm not sharing that to toot my own horn. I'm sharing it to say we have an incredible lineup of guests. And if you haven't listened to many episodes, be sure to come back, come back, binge listen from the beginning because our guests are truly incredible. Well, I know you're going to enjoy today's episode. Here is Lizzie means to plantis and Sarah means on... How'd she do that? Today's guests, Lizzie Means Duplantis and Sarah Means, are the heart and soul behind the popular bespoke boot brand, Mirren Crosby. Mirren Crosby is inspired by the sisters' experiences of growing up on their family's West Texas cattle ranch and later living and working in New York City. The artisanal boots for women, men, and children are hand-lasted in Texas by Rios of Mercedes, a 160-year-old manufacturer and cousins of the Mean Sisters. Their inaugural line featured the iconic tall cowboy boot, the popular shorty, and the novel midi boot in an array of leathers, exotic skins, and intricate stitchings. In addition to their boot stock offerings, the ladies created a concierge design service, which allows clients to modify an existing silhouette to create a -a one-of-a-kind pair, which can also be personalized. Lizzie and Sarah's love for entrepreneurship is inspired by their family and friends. When they aren't welcoming clients to their shop in Highland Park Village, designing new boots, or being featured in Vogue, they are likely entertaining, running, relaxing with their family, or enjoying time at the ranch. Lizzie and Sarah, welcome to How'd She Do That? Thanks so much. We're so excited to be here, Emily. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, Well, I am tickled to have you guys on. I would call myself a massive fan, hopefully now turned into a friend, but your pieces are so 
beautiful and so awesome. I can't wait to hear about everything, the inspiration behind it. I am just so happy that you guys would join me today. Oh, well, thank you so much for having us. We've, I mean, it, we're, we're thrilled to be here and excited to visit with you as fellow Texan. Yes, a fellow Texan and, and and previous Dallas site now in Southern California. But gosh, to think of you guys and your shop in HP Village, I'm sure there are some pinch me moments along the way, but let's dive in. I, I want to hear all about it. I'm so excited to hear kind of from the very beginning. I know I mentioned there's a lot of family ties to this incredible business that you guys are in. I'd love to hear maybe a little bit about growing up years, what you guys were up to. It sounds like you were hanging out at the ranch. And then perhaps when you went to college, where'd you go to school and what did you major in? Wonderful. So I'll, I'll kick off being the older sister I like to get first. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so Sarah and I grew up on our family's cattle ranch. We were the fifth generation um, to grow up in West Texas. Our ranch is outside of Marfa. And, and it's, it's just magical. It's an kind of nestled in the Davis Mountains. And we grew up there. Sarah's eight years, my junior. Um, but we've always been been close. And I think um, have always like imagined together and played together, which is probably um, uh, where a lot of, we laugh, you know, we didn't have very many neighbors. So we had to be, we had to be <laughs> each other's friends. <laughs> Uh, so we, we grew up on the ranch and, uh, and our, our dad, there's a brother sandwiched between us, sweet soul. Um, but our dad has always been, um, I, I think just really encouraging that, uh, you know, we were, we were, we were girls, we were women, but we were just as um, capable as, 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 as the men. And so it truly, he would wake oh. up in the morning um, and have us saddle our horses and ride with him and work with him um, all day long. And so I think, I think from a, a young age, I would say he really instilled in us the um, attitude that we could do and what we wanted and, and do it, uh, do it well and, and to kind of shoot for the stars, which I love and kind of has come into fruition later in our lives as we, ventured out on kind of an unknown territory. But um, fast forward, we both actually went to boarding school um, in Austin at St. Stephen's and loved that. And then graduated and um, went to TCU. Sarah followed, as I said, a little behind me, but um, I'll kind of depart from her here and say, then I went on to New York as soon as I graduated from from TCU and um, took a job with Forbes magazine um, initially in, in publishing and um, marketing and advertising sales. And then from there, I was at Goldman Sachs kind of for the, for the most part of my time in New York. I was there the longest and loved my job at Goldman. I worked for our executive office and planned events for our board and traveled with them. And then uh, was kind of picked off towards the end of my time there and went to um, Tiger Global, which is a hedge fund um, before meeting my husband and marrying him. And then decided, we lived in the city a little while longer and then decided to move to Texas. So. Oh my gosh. So fun. And what about you, Sarah? Yeah. So I too, as Lizzie mentioned, I attended um, TCU for college as well. I studied English and Spanish. I was a double major um, there. And then I moved on to New York after school and took a job in fashion. Um, for I worked for Leffler Randall, which is um, a contemporary shoe and, and handbag um, designer. And loved it. I, I took a job in wholesale sales. And, you know, I think the, the Texan in me was really excited to be in the city, but in a, in a job that was really pretty social. So I got to work with buyers from all over the world and all over the country and, and absolutely loved that. And it was really there that I found my love for fashion. 
Oh my gosh, my my wheels are already spinning. I was so eager to hear like, okay, who's kind of the marketing? Who's the fashion? Who's the finance? So there's so many little pieces, like the tiniest pieces you guys just shared that I'm I'm thinking, okay, I, I kind of can see maybe how the puzzle pieces came together. But interestingly enough, so Lizzie, you were already in New York and you had been there for, how long had you been there when Sarah joined you or when she came out? Seven years, I think. Um, I was there for a total of about 10, but um, I think about seven years when Sarah came to New York. Um, yeah, and, and I would say um, that was kind of where the impetus for Marion Crosby came about, or I guess maybe like where we kind of really realized that there may be um, a void in the market for for kind of a contemporary luxury cowboy boot. So to back up, since we were ranch kids, we grew up in cowboy boots. It was always very much like a relevant part of our aesthetic and our wardrobe. And um, because our cousins own our factory in South Texas, where you mentioned earlier, Emily, everything is um, hand-lasted and uh, domestically produced. Because of our relationship with them, they would allow for Sarah and me to um, kind of design and uh, and build various boots um, for, with different fabrications and colors. And um, anyways, we kind of uh, cultivated what we thought was a really chic closet full of cowboy boots. Luckily, we wear the same size. <laughs> really, really fun, but also we can justify anything. And so we, because we share, because we share, yeah, we share. Um, anyways, we we wore our boots in New York. I went to Goldman in my theory pencil skirts and uh, wore my cowboy boots. And Sarah, I was downtown in you know a much more kind of creative environment, and always wore my boots. And and it was bizarre. You know, we, we often laugh that we really owe Miran Crosby to chic strangers that we walked by on the street um, who would stop <laughs> us in line at, you know, waiting for coffee at Balthazar or up, you know, uptown walking into a department store, wherever we were and ask us where, where they, we'd gotten our boots and um, where they could find something similar. And over and over and over again, we were first, you know, really stunned by the range of fabulous people and um, of every age and every background and every walk of life that, that really, you know, responded to the silhouette. Um, and then also really, we were so floored secondly, by the fact that we just didn't quite know where to send them. And particularly for women, um, perhaps less so, you know, for men, but we just felt like there was, um, a, a, a true avoid in the market for a really beautiful boot that was made, um, you know, with kind of a more fashion customer in mind. And, and I don't mean that in a way that excludes anybody who is, you know, wearing them on the ranch or the rodeo, we certainly are and, and were, um, but perhaps that felt like maybe they didn't, you know, quite know how to make it a part of, of, of their wardrobe. And so that's been a fun thing for us to, to, uh, to tackle. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so fun to think about you guys walking around uh, the city. I was there. It's fun. There's a theme here with you guys that that I'm feeling very much kindred spirits. One would be the encouragement from a father, you know, girls, you can do anything. You mentioned that earlier, Lizzie. I love that and and grew up in the same kind of mindset of girls, you can do anything. I have a twin sister. So the, the sister connects are like, oh, my favorite today. Oh, my Just thinking that. about Please. that. No, she's actually in Fort Worth. So I need to get her to, to the store soon because she would be wearing them all the time. It's so it's just so fun to think of the sister themes, but but also the theme of New York. So I moved to New York after school and many of my listeners, actually, that theme, um, it continues to come up. Many, many listeners think, oh my gosh, to get to New York. And so to think of you both walking around 
in these I mean, that's not necessarily the most normal um, fashion accessory you see on the streets of New York City. <laughs> so I love thinking about the original marketing. It sounds like was just you guys being true to your roots wherever you were, including the city, and showing off these amazing boots and pieces. But I want to backtrack a little bit because, Sarah, you move out to New York. You're excited to get your, gosh, career started. Lizzie, you're somewhat more established there. At this time, as you guys are out and about wearing the boots, whatnot, what is the goal for both of you? Lizzie, what are you thinking you're moving forward in in your career? And Sarah, when you moved out to New York, what what did you think was the ultimate goal for you as well? Uh, I'll go. For, uh, this is Lizzie. Um, so you know, I had always wanted to move to New York. I remember yeah. vividly, mom. I think my first trip to New York, flying, um, in to like you know above the city, getting ready to land at LaGuardia with my parents. Yes. Just, like I, I remember my mom leaned over and said, "Oh my gosh, Lizzie, you're gonna love it." They call this the city that never sleeps. I was like, <laughs> 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 but I, I, it's funny. I feel like I've kind of had three kind of aha, almost like spiritual moments in my life, and one of them happened on that trip. I just always knew there was something mm. about the city. Um, that kind of pulled me. And so, um, so I wanted to live there. And I guess even more than thinking about my career or what my career path was, it's that I wanted the experience of having, having lived in New York city. And so, um, it mm. turned out that while I was there, um, I kind of was able to, to have these really fantastic jobs, um, and, uh, and, and, and garner really a fabulous experience, much of which I think that has allowed me to be, um, I guess probably, somewhat business savvy today and you know um, so do you feel like for you it was more about the city than about your jobs yes, yes. like I think you're mm. you were approaching it kind of as wanting to be not that your jobs Ex- were secondary at all but it was the city first and then kind yes. of finding your is that is that fair to absolutely. say absolutely yeah um and it's funny you know I think Emily I'm the inverse I think mine was much more about the job than where it was um mm. I really wanted to be in, in fashion and you know, was going to get there however I could. Um, and if, if the job had been in Chicago or Ruston, Louisiana, or, you know, I would have taken it. I, I think that um, it's funny. We were sort of opposite in that way. But I have to brag on Lizzie. This is kind of funny. So I graduated from college on a Saturday, literally sold my furniture on a Sunday. I remember random people were coming to pick it up out of the you know little room I was running um, at a house in Fort Worth. And then on Sunday, <laughs> I flew to New York and started my job on Monday. And I remember Sunday night, I was obviously so tired and a little bit overwhelmed and kind of emotional. And I went over to Lizzie and Seth's apartment um, and they had this so random, but they had this blue um, kind of velvet sofa. Do you remember this? Yes. I mean, <laughs> and I remember sitting on it and just sobbing to Lizzie and Seth by the hour. And my poor brother, mm. like Sarah, they can't eat you. Just go to work tomorrow. <laughs> You're be okay. um, but no, he, he and Lizzie have always, um, you know, been such cheerleaders of, of mine. And I was so grateful to have them in New York. Um, you know, when I was there and it was such a fun, a fun time in our relationship, especially, you know, um, at that time. So that's kind of a fun to answer your question. We had a little bit of a built-in network too, which was yes. nice. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And I love too the example of both both kind of options because again, so many of my listeners, they might be recent graduates or perhaps they're thinking, dreaming about their next step. And again, many, many, many of my listeners, they really do connect to that New York story. So you guys might be a Lizzie. Perhaps you're just ready for the experience. That's really what I relate to of I want to be a part of, I want to be where things are happening. It's probably why we're still a little bit in Los Angeles. It's like, I want to be where things are happening, where where movers and shakers are 
they're all around. And then maybe you're more of a Sarah. Perhaps you're like, look, it's about the job. It's about the career trajectory. And I'm going to go wherever I have to go to make this happen. So I love that there's kind of two themes there. And listener, you'll have to let us know which one you might be as you're listening. Well, Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. You guys are being yourselves, which I love, wearing your boots around the city. What did the path towards stepping out to start your business together look like? And and by the way, was this something you guys always wanted to do? So I would say it was something we, like I said, like the reaction to people about this really romantic, very all-Americana silhouette was something that kind of, I think, stuck with us. And we would, you know, have champagne on our birthdays and talk about, oh my goodness, maybe we should make a business out of this. But it was always kind of a pie in the sky idea. It was never all that um, I realistic. Guess, realistic. I think, yes. Based on where we were kind of in our careers and in our personal lives as well. Right. Um, I met my husband towards the end of my tenure in New York. And um, then we together, as we started thinking about having children, decided to make the move back to Texas. And so landed in Dallas. And then uh, when I got to Dallas, I, you know, thought about going to work for another bank or would I maybe try to find a hedge fund or a private equity fund to work for here in the city. And I just was ready. I I think in my heart, I knew I really wanted to run my own business and I have an entrepreneurial spirit probably um, to me. And um, so I, my initial business, I launched, this is kind of random, but an event decor rental furniture company. There's the DFW, Netflix in in general has lots of, um, again, we're very serious about our party. We are serious about our party. There's (laughs) lots of events, lots of, um, weddings and big corporate events. And anyways, um, so I I thought there was like that this business made sense and that the model made sense. And my husband kind of helped me get it underway. And it was a great little business. It kind of chugged along and did pretty well. And and in the meantime, Sarah was, so I wrapped up in New York and then moved um, back to Dallas to study. I had a total um, change of heart, which, you know, we laugh. You asked if the path towards owning our own business was was a straight one. It was not, it was rather twisted, which- Sometimes life is like that, but I decided in, while I was in New York that I was homesick and also that I really um, wanted, you know, kind of, I've always struggled between sort of, I guess, the right and left sides of my brain, but I really mm-hmm. wanted to go to law school. So I moved back to Dallas oh, wow. for the LSAT and then attended law school um, and was in graduate school actually when Lizzie was approached about the possibility of selling her company that she'd started. Um, <clears throat> and she through that process, you know, made the decision to do so. And we were able to seed Marin Crosby, um, you know, subsequently. And so we had a really honest conversation and it was pretty intense. Um, well, honest being, I had Sarah fly in for my birthday. We went to the <laughs> and I was like, Hey, um, I have the opportunity to sell perch. Um, I think it's a smart exit. I've always really wanted to explore the idea of this boot business. Like, what do you think? Like, seriously, what do you think? And Sarah's like, well, let's see. I think I started law school in August. (laughs) You're pregnant with your, I think it was a second baby, first baby. baby. She was kind of like, I I was like, I think you're a nut. Let's talk about this in 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) But but no, we, we got pretty serious about it and then decided to approach our cousins at the factory and see if they'd be willing to take on our project and allow us to carry a private label, which they did. We found our space in Highland Park Village and pitched them about our idea. They were super into it. It's like all of a sudden kind of the pieces started falling together and the uh, ball started rolling. And it was kind of one of those things that once it started, we couldn't stop. So Sweet Sarah is in law school in the library studying simultaneously, like handling all of our production. So we had inventory oh to sell. 
open. She'd like take crazy flights from Lubbock, meet me in the middle of the night somewhere. We drive like from Corpus to the factory to be there like on a Saturday. I mean, it's just a wacky time. And, but we, um, and, and then she was in her, I guess, final year of law school when we launched the business. Is that right? So right. anyways, it, you know, again, I, I think, I think starting a business is somewhat like getting married. Like, you know, there's really not a perfect time. Like you may have school debt, you may not have a job, you may be too young, you may be too, I don't know. There's like, you can always like wait for the perfect time. And, or feel like it's or feel time, Yes, yeah. rather feel like it's not the perfect time, but sometimes you just kind of grab the reins and move ahead. And, um, and I'm glad we did, but uh, we look back and we were completely insane. Completely insane. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but oh my we, we also recognize, and I'm not being flippant about the amount of um of you know we've been really lucky in a lot of ways um and are are very you know we work hard but have also had great opportunities and we we don't take those for granted right. Mm. No, Sarah, where were you in law school? Um, I was at Texas Tech, which is in Lubbock, and I graduated. So we launched Marin Crosby in June of 2017, and we opened our brick and mortar, launched our collection, and launched our e-commerce site on the same day. It was June 20th of that year. Um, and then I graduated oh, yeah. on May the 18th of 2018. So my entire third year, we you know were open, and I wouldn't have class on Fridays, so I could fly here on Thursday nights and be in the store Fridays and Saturdays. And um, I remember one time I was sitting in class next to this guy named David, um, and in law school we were seated alphabetically, so he was next to me in a couple of my classes. Um, and finally, he was like, "What the heck are you doing?" Because I was trying, I was sizing a boot order while I was pretending to take lecture notes. <laughs> I, I was like, it's a really long story. Um, and anyway, but it was fun. So I yeah. literally would sit in class and zone out and, you know, be looking at pick, you know, debating the color yellow that I thought was right for whatever. And, yeah. you know, it was, it was a crazy time, but, um, it, but it was great. So I graduated, as I had mentioned in 2018 and took the bar and that was quite the summer, but past that. And, and I am an attorney. I obviously don't practice, but I'm, um, you know, it's having that experience and, and, you know, the, the fallback on, on that, but also just the way that I was trained to think, um, really, it just has changed my life. Yeah. I'll speak to that. I think Sarah, the way she approaches things and how she strategizes since law school is really, um, it's, it's amazing. It, It really teaches you to think, I think in a way that, um, that you may maybe didn't before. Well, I don't know She's really happened. impressive, but no, she would I, fly up to uh, New York to meet with editors on like a sun, Sunday night and take her to take uh, drinks at Soho House and be back in her seat on Monday morning. I don't know how she did it. <laughs> okay, God bless seriously, Carolina, right? N- yes, Southwest. Seriously, you guys, I so my my mouth is to the ground for for a few reasons. Lizzie and Sarah. Okay, I already knew you guys were impressive. Okay, I'm hearing Lizzie was a mother of two. She oh. sells her business. She's like Sarah. Come on, at the time, come on, let's do this. Sarah's starting law school, and yes, to reiterate, for you to be in law school and to be starting this business, my husband is an attorney, and you just said that that it started to launch in your three L year, which, by the way, guys, pretty much one of the hardest years of law school for many. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Oh my gosh. This well, is so fun, that, you guys. She, and we'll move on. I know. I'm, I'm going to no, put no, Dragon no, on no, her. We're done. We're done. But okay. Yeah. But one more thing I want to say. Back to my dad. He's so wonderful. I remember he approached, Sarah approached um, 
dad to tell him we were going to do Mary Crosby. He said, that's fine, boo, but you got to finish law school and you got to take the bar and you got to pass it. And there you go. So she did. <sighs> but Emily, to your point, um, you know, it, it was a challenge and it was wild, but I, I genuinely, if I can say anything, it is nothing compared to being a mom. And I don't know how Aww. parents do it. Moms are super heroes. I truly believe Aww. mine included. I got, um, got a lot of help. No, it's, uh, so hey, everything, um, everything's difficult, right? It's all just, it's all just a matter of what's on your plate. So tell us, because I don't want to miss this part. This is something that I read about you guys and I read about actually the name. It's just such an easy, fun, just, it's just a perfect name for it. And I love the story behind it. So for those who don't know, maybe give us a little insight into how you guys came up with your name. So Marion is a play on our great grandfather's first name. Um, his name is Marion Otis Means, and he was really close to my father um, and a big influence on, on, you know, my dad's life. Um, we, we never knew him, but he, his wife, um, who we called sis was actually Lizzie's namesake. Um, so they were wildly influential in my dad's life. And, and Lizzie knew, um, knew his wife, sis, you know, for, for quite a bit of her childhood, she died the year I was born. But, um, so that's, uh, you know, kind of a, a little play on his name. And then also Marin is another word for myrrh. And we sort of love the biblical implications of our, or, you know, our, our business being a gift to God, um, which is a fun, a fun thing for us. And then secondly, Crosby is a pasture and that's T-U-R-E, <laughs> pasture, not pasture, <laughs> um, on our ranch in West Texas. You know, obviously ranches are sectioned off into pastures, you know, to control populations and grass, grasslands and all that. Um, and then also a street in Soho in New York near where we both lived and worked. Um, and we love the inner, you know, kind of the intersection of fashion in the ranch and our roots and in, in, in our time in the city. Um, and then also those really are the two places from which we draw the most inspiration for the collection. And so our way of sort of paying homage to that as well. Oh, I love it, you guys. That is so awesome to think of all the different connects, family represented, favorite place, favorite street in Soho. It's so cool to hear just the the insight and the heart. I love too, even that biblical reference, the heart behind your business to, to glorify God. I love that. I love that there's so many different pieces in the name that can tie back to you guys and your heart behind the business. Well, we've heard a lot about the up and beginning parts of the business and how fun and wild and crazy it was. And gosh, you guys, for the timeline, for those of you who are listening, we just went through it. So you guys kind of launched, it sounds like June 2017. It's only 2021, okay? This is a really quick, I mean, I mean, you guys probably, it could probably feel both ways. It could feel like forever and it could feel like the blink of an eye. But I'd love to know because I know that as you guys were getting started, there were so many different things that you had to think about and who's the customer and what do they want and what does it look like? And even Sarah, you're sitting in class looking at colors and and, and whatnot. So I'd love to know, are there any instances, maybe even in those beginning uh, stages of the business that you'd say failure helped shape the, the business or perhaps something came awry that you guys really had to overcome? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I feel like <laughs> one, several, no, several of them. I mean, even, oh, Emily, gracious, like looking back on it, even the day that the boots arrived, do you remember this? Um, and we started to unpack them. And so, it was, sorry, let me paint a little picture yes. for you. So we placed <laughs> our, our bulk stock order, meaning, you know, we, we launched with 11 women's styles and six men's styles. And 
So take that. So that's 17. Wow. I'm not a mathematician. That's 17 mm-hmm. um, styles. And then, you know, you, your typical size run is between eight and 12 units. So, you know, that's not how many boots we're talking here. So the truck arrives and we like plan our opening date around obviously having the inventory, but we're kind of like pushing up to the, to the day now because we planned press releases and parties and all kinds of things. So the truck arrives, we're so excited. We're in our workout clothes, unpacking, taking them down to our storage um, space that's below our studio um, to go through and quality control them. And we realize that they are stamped in the inside, not with Marion Crosby, but with the factory's name, which we felt really strongly oh. about, um, you know, from the, from the get go, Marion Cros- you know, uh, being branded as Marion Crosby. So what do you do? What do you do? We like hired a, a guy, a friend of mine who um, used to work for me at Perch um, at my furniture rental company to p- help. He drove all night back to the factory. The the so artisans we, agreed. We, hand, we loaded every single box back, back in the truck in a, in a U-Haul. Yeah, and then, I think this is like 48 hours before we set to open. Uh-huh. And artisans oh agreed to meet the truck early in the morning and to work all day, as many hands on deck as can, to have the, the correct label put inside the boots. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sweet Andrew drove them back to Dallas. And we, I think we unloaded like, oh, yeah, we did. We unloaded that night and we were exhausted. I think I was pregnant with my third baby at this point. Yeah, absolutely should not have been on our feet. Lizzie was due in September. And again, this was in no, June. Yeah, that's great. Third. But no, I mean, you know, it, it was old, old, old uh, hat by then. But I remember at the end of it, Sarah and I were about to fall over. We were so tired. And I think, too, like our adrenaline was pumping. And I don't know. We were just whipped. And <sighs> I said, no, no, we're going to open this business tomorrow. Let's go have margaritas. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was actually so dragged me to me casino and we um, we had dinner and drinks. And it's funny, you know, it, it's interesting. I think Lizzie particularly is has always been better about kind of taking this small moments and trying to be still and, and kind of enjoy the ride a little bit or, you know, Mm. celebrating the big moments. And I credit her so much with that. It's been good training for me. I think, you know, so much happens in life and it's so important to just take a quick second and and enjoy the ride of it too. And it's hard sometimes I think when your head's down and, you know, especially for entrepreneurs and anybody in any, in any working, you know, situation that's stressful or any life situation, it just, it comes at you quickly. And and I am grateful to her for encouraging us to kind of celebrate those small moments. That's sweet. But it was a a fond memory. I remember it well. It was a delicious margarita. It was earned that day. (laughs) (laughs) So now tell me this uh, for clarity, because I I think I know the answer, but were you guys always at HP Village, like a storefront was always there, or did you guys launch online before? No, we launched in, all, everything in tandem our brick and mortar, our e com business, wow. our brand. Yes. So, oh and, my and our little tree house in Holland Park Village. So, right. you're familiar with the village, but it's a, a really beautiful shopping center in Dallas. It's one of the oldest um, shopping centers in America, actually. Um, and it's all, you know, it's outdoor and it's bricked and tiled and, and beautiful. And we're on the second floor in what we call our studio that, you know, it's kind of a little tree house. It's really oh, it is a tree house. And I have visited and, and I'm kind of teasing this. I'm sure you guys have already looked up Lizzie and Sarah's amazing designs and whatnot. But it is the place to be in Dallas for sure. You guys might not brag a ton on that, but it is and it is beautiful. And I love that you guys call it the tree house. It most definitely is. <laughs> Well, on the flip side of that, and this one, I'm sure you also would have many answers for, um, what are some real wow moments for you both with this business? Ooh, Sarah, you want to go first? Yeah. You know, it's, it's so funny and this probably sounds pat, but if I'm being perfectly honest, the first time that I saw our boots kind of, um, 
on the streets and I call it in the wild, but on somebody that yes. I didn't know was a, a real well moment for me. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't somebody that knew us and bought, but you know, it wasn't our mom. <laughs> for the first couple of months we were open was our best customer. God love her. Um, and, uh, no, I'm kidding. But really that to me, that the fact that, you know, a, a, a complete stranger that we didn't know would come into the store or take the time to order online and would trust us to deliver our products that they would then really implement into their day in and day out lifestyle, you know, and, and to celebrate their individual fashion. Cause at the end of the day, what we do really is all about our, our amazing customers. And it was such a treat for me to see how she'd style them and where she was wearing them. And the fact that they were, you know, just a piece in her closet that she was reaching for the way that she would reach for anything. I think, you know, with kind of my fashion background and my focus being so much on the production, I, I always think in terms of the product and I, that was just a, a really humbling and, and exciting moment for me. Um, in fact, I was I was leaving a Mavs game <laughs> in Dallas. I was going to say, where were you? Oh. I was leaving a basketball game, and Emily, you're going to laugh. I was on a date. <laughs> I kind of started jumping up and down and making and just being a complete nerd. And it was like a second date, and the guy I was on a date with thought I was such a weirdo and didn't call me back. <laughs> but uh, his loss, right? His loss. Yeah, oh, for sure, his loss. <laughs> I was like, I have to call my sister. Oh, it never gets old seeing him in the wild. It never gets old. It's really fun. Oh my gosh. That's so um, fun. What what about you, Lizzie? I think mine, gosh, it's, it's, oh, it's hard. Um, but I, I think, so we did a collaboration with Prabal. He's a really respected, very high end fashion designer in New York city. And he approached us about doing the booths for his 10th anniversary runway show. Um, so, um, during fashion week, um, in New York, um, and, we flew to New York a few times to meet with him and design with him. He was extremely collaborative. We think very highly of him and his team. They're wonderful. But then uh, it was really fun to go to, to New York Fashion Week and be like watching him down the runway. And then we ha- hosted him back in Dallas a few weeks after that and um, had him show his clothes. And we did a, a r- full runway show at the mansion on Turtle Creek and uh, oh, at a party. At a party. A we had a rodeo girls <laughs> carrying flags that said, um, MC loves Probable Gronk PG. Um, oh rodeo girls in full regalia. They yes, were on horseback. On horseback. So came fun. in the tent oh, uh, before the fashion show. It was wild, but it was super, super fun. And we had a great turnout. And, and that was, I, I loved that. that yeah. Was, that was, there's so many, you know, special people that were there. And I think we were so honored that probably had reached out and to be able to work with somebody kind of as, of his ilk um, as an equal and somebody mm-hmm. that, you know, he understood the collection and, and dug it. I think that was very validating for us too, yes. in a way. Right. Such a wild moment. Oh, such, I mean, and so many, so many more, you guys can even go over to their website and see the different publications and whatnot that have highlighted you guys. And to think again, I'm just looking at this timeline and I'm just amazed 2017 is 2021. This is still in many people's eyes, a baby kind of, I mean, it's not a baby business, but it is still young. So to think of where you guys are and where I'm sure you're headed is really fun for me too. Uh, Now, I do want to know, and we have touched on this a little bit, but I'd love to hear your thoughts because again, these pieces, and I'm sure, listener, you've probably already looked them up. I'm going to give you a chance to connect with the ladies in a little bit, but they're amazing. They're so unique. The shape, the style, the colors, everything about it, you guys, are. there's something for everyone. So I'd love to know, where do you guys think your eye for design and style and, and really beauty comes from? So I think kind of as Sarah touched on earlier, we're really influenced by um, where we grew up. So 
West Texas is known for its sweeping skies. Uh, the stars in West Texas are brilliant. Um, lots of our collection and lots of the boots in our collections, uh, all, you know, almost every season um, has some sort of a star element to them, which is really fun. And our, our stars on um, our capstone boot called the Margretta um, are jumping as opposed to shooting. Uh, Love that too. Again, it's just a little something. Not everyone knows that they're jumping. It's not super obvious from the design, but we do. And it's to us, it just kind of boasts like good fortune and, um, yeah, good luck. They're, they're well luck. wishing. They're well wishing. Exactly. Um, but so that, and then kind of the flora and fauna, we, had cactus uh, debut in our initial in our inaugural collection. There's always some element of floral. I feel like that we play with, and then the colors. And in fact, it's really fun. We just launched a metallic capsule collection yes. of one of our uh, oh. kind of mainstay boots called the Maggie. And I think we were like find that the pink reminds us a lot of like it's sunsets in West Texas. It just has brilliant colors, and the vistas are amazing. Did you say the lighting mm. is really? In fact, that's kind of why Marfa was put on the map um, as kind of a. a like a world-class art areas that artists would come and they were just so captivated by the light um, in West Texas. Yeah, it's funny the way that, you know, it kind of even makes the mountains move and they change color and um, it's, it's famous for that. Uh, and so definitely home. And then, you know, I think too, we are really lucky to have really stylish women in our family. Um, our, our grandmother, Grammy, our dad's mom in, in particular was very super fashionable and, um, I remember when I was little, I'd go over to, if I was too little to be horseback, um, I'd go over to her house for the day when, you know, we were working cattle or whatever and sit on, um, she had this green leather sofa in her study and I would sit next to her and we would look at the Neiman's book by the hour. So you remember the, the oh. Neiman's catalogs called the book and we would, yes. and we would decide whether or not we thought that was quote, she'd be like, do you think this is in or not in? <laughs> <laughs> and then they became a running joke. as we got older and started wearing stuff she didn't love, you know, we'd see her for Sunday at church and then go to lunch and have Mexican food after every single Sunday. And she'd be like, I don't know, boo. I don't know if your outfit's in. Right. <laughs> but she, she, was cute. she wore like her Ferragamo, um, she used to the, to the branding pen and stuff. She was very chic. Um, yeah, she loved clothes. And our mom too is, is, I, I honestly absolutely love the way she dresses. She's a huge believer in color and, and you'll very rarely see her if ever in all black. And, um, she's, she, I, you know, it's, I laugh, I'm 30 years old and it's still the outfits that I buy with my mom that I love the most. Um, she just mm-hmm. put things together well and she's, she's super chic too. So I think, um, I think, you know, yeah, West Texas, and then and then kind of the women in our in our life. And, uh, and one more thing I'd say is our travels. Don't you yeah. agree? Oh, like gosh, we're really mm. influenced, even by like architecture in a, an area. Like we did a boot not long ago that was kind of taken from um, a design on like the top of a actually a water drain um, in Santa Fe that was really special. That's right. And then we we patterned one thing which we haven't produced yet over through um, kind of being uh, influenced by a Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, mm. Uh, I guess the Biltmore and in Arizona. So yeah, it's just, it's interesting where we kind of like garner. And then even I think like our our most recent collection, which we're really proud of that's starting to trickle in now spring summer Mm -hmm. of 2021 is really influenced by kind of maybe the hardships, but also kind of some really sweet moments that last year brought. Um, For example, we have a boot coming in. That's like a daffodil uh, kind of alone on, on the boot. And it's like, we we saw like a lone flower kind of cre- creeping through some um, broken cement and it was just to us mm. felt really kind of like 
what do you think, Sarah? Like yeah. after the tough year yeah, last year was, like there was like, that. it was hopeful. Yeah. So that's coming and, and we're excited about that. Yeah. The collection is so personal to us. I think it's hard for us to design anything that isn't somewhat reflective of kind of what's going on in our lives. Yeah. You know, we have a boot actually came in this morning that quite literally says love all over it. Um, and we love that as well. Oh. During, the, during kind of some um, of the things that happened last fall. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Well, I am so excited about the new collection. And I do believe, by the way, that your grandmother would definitely say Marin Crosby is in. I'm pretty sure she'd say it's in. <laughs> Not to tell me to spit my gum out of my mouth, but you know. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, you guys, I I could talk to you both forever. I actually wish that I could. Um, But I have to ask, I have to ask because this is a question that my listeners really, really love to hear because there's so many incredible themes of lessons that you both have learned. Um, So I'd love to know, and this is loaded, what is, would you say, the greatest lesson that you could share with my listeners? Do you mean from the standpoint of an entrepreneur? Whatever it might be in life, in business, whatever might come to mind. Okay. I'll go. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, I think it's to be, be, stay interested and be interesting. Like, mm. I think that as an entrepreneur, I'll stuff, I'll kind of struggle with that. If I kind of get in a rut with our business or I'm a little bit kind of, I, I think I'm reminded to stay interested and to stay interesting. Even in, so now I have four children, um, all under the age of six and life can be really monotonous. We do a lot of Legos, a lot of making pancakes, a lot of, you know, <laughs> walks down to the park. And I just think sometimes I'm reminded, like, stay interesting, be interested. And I think whether that's, you know, so I, I mentioned earlier, I, I really am um, interested in auditing an art class and working on making that happen for this spring, which would be really fun at SMU. It's something I love art. And also I think it would help with my business would help kind of with the, you know, with any like creative reds we get in or just feeling kind of like I'm being fulfilled as a person when, when motherhood right now feels a little kind of mundane. So I think that that's my answer, maybe. Absolutely. Um, I love it. I'll, I'll sort of attack this from maybe more of a, of a business perspective, but I think, um, two things have become really glaringly apparent to me in the last couple of years of my career. And one of those is that you actually cannot over communicate. Um, and I think with, mm. be it with your team, be it with your customers, be it with your family, your friends, um, communicate, particularly in business. I think if you can get out ahead of problems, people are, are much less annoyed and likely to be unhappy if you have kept them kind of appraised of the situation. And I think when everybody's on the same page, I mean, it sounds so pat, but it's so true, right? Um, just tell everybody what's going on. And, and um, I, I sometimes am bad about kind of just thinking I can handle everything and it's important to, to talk to people and be really open. That sounds really obvious now that I said it out loud. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I, no. I think secondly too, and this is something I learned from um, Lizzie's husband, Seth, who again is a dear friend of mine, but he, that night I mentioned when I was crying on a sofa in New York, cause I was so nervous to start my job the next day. And um, I remember mm-hmm. he, he said, Sarah, you know, I was like asking Lizzie and Seth for advice. And he said, I really would. He was like, walk in tomorrow and start to observe and learn how your, he was like specifically how your boss wants and not just what they want, but how they want it. So for example, 
it's a lesson I've learned and I applied to this day. Lizzie is lives and dies by her eye calendar, her Google calendar, her digital mm. calendar on her phone. I mean, literally yes. lives and dies. I think she schedules sleep. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I hate digital calendars. I don't like it at all. I prefer to keep a paper. I like to write everything down, but I've transitioned over to that because it just, it's, it's what's best for the team. And so I think not just, you know, was she wanting me to schedule things and, and keep her abreast, but also just in the, in the medium in which she likes to work. Um, I've made the transition over and it's been great. You know, I think at some point you just kind of need to, in order to be a good team member and a good cog in the machine to anticipate what people need, but also how they need it. Oh, I love it. Both of those, all of those lessons. I mean, the idea to stay engaged. I love that. When life feels potentially mundane or there are things in your life that feel boring, get engaged. Find something to be interested in. Continue to grow. I love that, Lizzie, you might be stepping into that role at SMU and and going forward with that and thinking about, okay, this can help me all around, creatively, business, as a mom, to be creative. I mean, I love that. And then, yes, the encouragement to actually kind of over communicate. And I don't think that that comes naturally to everyone, Sarah. So I love that that's a takeaway that you've learned as well as observe, observe your boss, observe those around you and see how you can better assist. I mean, this is really awesome wisdom, you guys. So if you weren't taking note before, I hope you are now. Well, within that same theme, what are you ladies learning now? You know, it's funny after everything that, um, you know, happened kind of in the last year with, with the, the, with the pandemic and subsequent shutdowns, we um, are back down to sort of a, a, a much smaller team and are kind of re reacquainted with the sort of brass tacks of our business. Um, and not that it's mm. not that we always haven't been extremely hands-on, <laughs> which we are, but I think, you know, we um, have gotten really back in the studio are on the floor a lot are getting to interact with customers a lot or, you know, answering info and Crosby and answering the phone. And I think, it's been so fun for me to kind of get back down to that and to getting, uh, we've always been in this, you know, in and around the store. We have a little office right above the store where we're very local, but it's easy for you know, us to get caught up in sitting on a laptop and, you know, working kind of throughout the day and not, not um, engaging with customers and having the opportunity to do that again and to get to know our customers, which, you know, at the end of the day is absolutely what our business is about. It's so fun to get to know the people that wear our boots and to answer mm. questions and, and to share kind of, um, kind of, the cowboy boot with a whole different generation of shop or, you know, not generation, but a, a whole different kind of genre of shoppers or, you know, amazing women and men. I think that's, that's been really fun. I'm, I'm learning to kind of get back to that and to, to really take to heart, you know, those, those fun moments. Yeah. And I'll, I'll piggyback that I'll piggyback on that by saying, um, to you, you remember like to, when you're, when you reconnect with your customers or really spend a lot more time, um, mm. around them, we're really, we're, they tell us what they want, you know, and it's like, oh, mm. gosh, and we start to make boots in that way. And I think that it's helped our sales and our business. So to Sarah's point, like kind of getting back to the heart of it and da- to the brass tacks. Yeah, coming down from your ivory tower a little bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. To be able to be with clients and to see, okay, what's next? What are they loving and what not? Well, that's that's actually the, the next thought that I have. I know you guys always have something around the corner. You mentioned this new collection coming out, but I'd love to know what's next for you. Yeah. So spring, summer is dropping right now and it kind of, um, it, it shifts sort of style by style, which is fun. So, um, new style is coming out in the next couple of weeks that we're really excited about. Yay. Of. Um, 
And then from a bigger perspective, you know, we're, we're getting on the road again, which is exciting. Um, oh, wow. We are working to sort of, you know, with some of our amazing wholesale partners um, to get to their cities and to be able to be in person and trunk shows and pop-up shops. Um, and that's going to be really fun for the rest of the spring. And yeah. Else? And uh, we'll say we left. Sarah's a little more micro in the sense that she's really into the details. Um which the devil's in the details. So that's really important. She's probably start <laughs> business running. I'm a little more macro in thinking about like kind of major projects, but I've had it be in my bonnet about making a little bit of an international push. Hilarious. Mm, um, we are. We're actually going to be um, in a store in Copenhagen um, coming up uh, at the end of the spring. And we're hoping to get to, to visit if the world opens up and we're allowed to do so. Um, but we're really jazzed about that. I feel like the possibilities are endless once we kind of, you know, venture into markets outside of the United States. So Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations. That is so cool. I can only kind of compare it to podcasting and podcast guest. But when I have anyone overseas, I'm like, we're global. Yes. So you guys are going global. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, again, you guys, this has been so much fun. I'm so encouraged from hearing your story and all that you guys are doing. We've covered so much. I'm wondering, is there anything that we didn't cover, though, that you'd like to? We're looking at each other. Uh, I think we did a pretty good job. I feel like we talked your ear off, Emily. <laughs> oh no, I love it. This is what I asked for. Good. No, I think I think we kind of covered everything that all the questions people might ha have, I hope, but we're always happy to field any more. Yes, oh, absolutely. Well, I love to just connect my guests with my listeners. I have the most amazing guests and I have the most amazing listeners. And many of them have been so excited that you guys were going to join us. So again, Thank you. And and like I've mentioned, many of my listeners, uh, we've got all ages. We've got, um, gosh, empty nesters. We've got recent grads. Women of all ages love to come and listen and specifically today hear your story. Um, and I'm a bit big advocate of networking and reaching out much of your career, uh, you know, even connecting with family to move forward and to get the boots made is kind of networking and reaching out and seeing who you might know. So I love to ask this question. Who do you know that should maybe come on and share their how'd she do that story? Oh, we have been thinking about this actually, and would love to nominate you want to say it? <laughs> um, a drum roll. We have a lovely mentor in Dallas who we think is one of the coolest, most interesting women. Um, and her name is Suzanne Dross of Dross PR. And I think she would be a fantastic, um, a fantastic guest because she's super cool, very entertaining, obviously incredibly smart and articulate. She um, has amazing stories. But such amazing oh, stories. Yeah. Obviously, she um, you know, is is the proprietor of her own PR firm. And I think that world is just fascinating. So I yeah. think she'd be a super fun listen for your guests. And, and we're huge fans personally. Yeah, she's just a she's fantastic a person. A wonderful mom and a you know a, a Dallas uh, a Dallas native and or lives in Dallas and she's fabulous. So I think she'd be a great addition. Oh, fantastic. Well, we have yet to reach into the PR world and I think my head would be spinning. So I'm already <laughs> pumped. Thank you. Thank you for the recommendation. I love it. Well, ladies, I, I just can't say this enough. I can't say thank you enough. I can't say just how much I've enjoyed this conversation enough and I've been teasing it. And many of you who are listening, I know you've already looked them up on social. I know you found the website. You may have already bought a pair of boots. Where can listeners connect with you? We are on Instagram at MarenCrosby.com. You're welcome to follow along on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. Happy to report. <laughs> um, Love it. <laughs> new territory for us. 
And then um, we are at MarenCrosby.com. Well, ladies, again, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to be listening to this conversation over and over. And let me know if and when you get a pop-up in Malibu. That's my suggestion to end on. Come out to Malibu and let's get some cowgirl boots on the West Coast. We would love that. Emily, maybe I'll add uh, to what Sarah said about how to reach us if anyone wants to reach us personally or has it, you know, more questions or wants to visit whatever. And we can be reached at info at MarenCrosby.com. It's a good email address. Fantastic. Well, yes. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. I hope you'll join us next week for a new episode. Talk to you soon.